This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, I'm going to be ministering on relationships and how to have better relationships. And, you know, you can't get out of relationships. Amen? And, uh, and so I'm going to be ministering on how to have a better relationship with your spouse, as well as if you are single in here, you might be saying, well, I'm single. I don't need to know. You need to know how to have a good relationship with other people. Amen. And, uh, you know, this, uh, the greatest commandment that, that the Lord revealed to us is to what? Is to love the Lord God with our what? Heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second greatest commandment is likened to the first. And what is that? Is to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Amen? And so we, so love is the key, and it's the key foundation for the new covenant that we walk in. And we got to get a grasp on love. Amen? Amen? If you're sitting by your spouse today, look at them and say, I love you. Amen? If you can't say, I love you just like that, say, I love you with the love of the Lord. Amen? And, um... Man, I don't hear anybody looking at their spouses. Yeah. All right. Amen. You can tell people that's been married um, uh, for a long time. They don't sit next to each other in church. So you, you just can tell they've been, they've been married for a long time. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But God is so good. Amen. Uh, you know, it's, can, can I give you a little funny story here? And, and I gave this story before, but it's worth repeating. Amen. I laugh at my own jokes. Amen. It was this, 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 um, this guy that was studying to be a psychologist and he, um, he was an intern and, um, and so he was talking to the head psychologist at this insane asylum and, and there was this, there was this man that was at the bottom floor. It was not the, the, the main floor of the people that were really messed up. He was a little bit messed up and he was walking around in a circle, shaking his head up and down saying, Mary, Mary, Mary. And, and so the, uh, so the intern said to the psychologist, what's, what happened to this guy? He said, well, this guy was, you know, he was in love with Mary and he asked Mary to marry him and Mary turned him down and his heart is broken and he ended up here. And so they went to the third floor where it was the, you know, more critical cases, you know, and they had this one guy that was banging his head. It was in the padded room, you know, where they hurt themselves and he was banging his head on the padded wall, you know, saying, Mary, bam, Mary, bam. So what happened to that guy? That's the guy that married Mary. So, so so this is the, uh, this is, it works. The girls are like saying, no, the girls don't have all, you know, I should have did Bob, you know, amen, amen. And I should have said Mary was banging her head, amen. And she was the one that married Bob. But anyway, uh, so anyway, so it may look like, you know, for you singles, you may think the married people have it, have it all together. You know, they got their one and, and it's wonderful. And, but I, I think when I look in a group like this, you got singles that want to be married. You got marries that want to be single. You know what I'm saying? And, and uh, we need to, we need we need to keep the married couples together, amen. And we got to have the singles, you know, you know, move into that next level of getting married. And um, and 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 of course, you know, you are married to Christ if you are single, and you don't have to get married. Amen. And uh, and you could have, you know, a great relationship with God Almighty, amen. amen. And I'm going to say this: that really, our relationship with God can be closer than our relationship with a spouse. Amen. 
And God wants that relationship, you know, that you have with God, a close, intimate relationship. Amen. So we're, we're starting out this series with the title from this day forward. And I, I, I like that title because, you know, it's 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 not looking at our past. You know, how many people made some mistakes in in their relationships. How many people are you? I mean, you guys are married. You made some mistakes. But I, I, I like this because it says that from this day forward. In other words, I like what Apostle Paul says. He says, forgetting the things that are behind. Yes. And, you know, yes, we make mistakes, but but thank God we can forget about those. And thank God the blood of Jesus can wash those mistakes away. Amen. Thank God that 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 we we can have a new day. And if you have your Bibles, open your Bibles in Lamentations. Uh, This is um, chapter three, 19 through 23. And and Lamentations, uh, this this prophet, he's a minor prophet in the Old Testament. It's a book about lamenting. And it's, it's, it's a guy that's really depressed. Amen. And some of you married people might be depressed out here. Some of your single people might, that desiring to have a spouse might be a little depressed too. But, uh, I'm going to just say, just be of good cheer. Amen. Uh, just, uh, get excited because I believe that God can do something awesome in the marriages here and God can do something awesome in the singles in this place here. Do you believe that today? And God can do something awesome. In, In the book of Lamentations, it says, this is, the prophet saying, I remember my affliction and my wandering, the bitterness and the gall. I well remember them and my soul is downcast within me. Yet this I call to mind and therefore I hope because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. So what, what he's saying here is, even though we can mess up, you know, God is a God of grace. God is the restoring God. He wants to restore us. He wants to make us better. Do you believe that today? He wants to make your relationships better. He, he wants to restore you. And another uh, tra- uh, translation of it says that uh, his mercies are new every morning. And so we have to consider that when we are in a relationship with people, you know, we have to let bygones be bygones. We have to learn to let things go and not allow the, you know, it's the little things. It's not the big things, but it's the little things that people do on a day to day basis that we're that we're, you know, adding up in our book of offenses until we blow our top. Amen. And so, but we have to learn to walk with people. We have to learn to walk with God and God is, and God is putting up with us. So we need to really learn to put up with other people. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so I'm going to say this, that supernaturally the love of God is already shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. You have the capacity to love like God. You have the capacity because it's already in you. It's it's download. When you get Jesus on the inside of you, you can you get Jesus's love. You get Jesus's compassion, but you have to exercise it. It does. I mean, fruit is grown. You know, God gives gifts. Gifts are given to the body of Christ. But the fruit that we need to walk in, it, it's cultivated and it's grown. And you, you cultivate the fruit. I'm going to say the fruit is always it, it, it's cultivated really in the rough times, not the easy times. 
You see, it's, it's the hard times where you really learn, you know, who, who you're standing with. And it's the, it's the hard times when you have to really dig deep and, and, and get close to God in the hard times. Amen. You, you, you start realizing who you are in the hard times. And I'm not looking at quitters this morning. I'm not looking at people that give up this morning. Amen. I'm looking at winners. I'm looking at people that, that are desiring to have the best that God has for them. Amen. And this is a this is a, a, a great question for the series. Are great marriages possible? And you can say for the singles, are great relationships possible? And they are. They are. They're possible. But in our society and way our society is and the way even Christians, you know, they 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 act a lot like the world. If we take on the world philosophies and do what the world does, even as Christians, it's very unlikely you're going to have a super marriage. In other words, you're going to have to do something a little different than what the world does. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And, and, and st- statistics says that half of the people that get married end up in divorce. So that's, in other words, the odds are against the married people in here. Amen. That's why you have a lot of people living together because they're, they're afraid to commit. And so, you know, they just figured they were living together because either coming from broken homes or whatnot. And so you have a lot. I mean, you have more people living together than married these days. And but but marriage is a holy covenant and it's before God. Amen. And it's ordained by God. And really, the blessings of God is on marriage. But the devil will always make you think it's not. And God will always bless the marriage union. Amen. And so we have to we have to think about that. So 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 if you think about that, 50 percent of marriages end in divorce. And so I'm going to try to help you this morning and, and in the rest of the series on how to uh, get the odds a little bit better for you. Amen. How the odds can be a little bit better for you. And and so I'm going to say this. You want to get on an airplane and the pilot says, well, it's a 50 percent chance we're going to crash and it's a 50 percent chance we're going to make it. I mean, you'd be the first one. I'm off the airplane. Sturgis, Sturgis? Uh, I'm off the airplane because, you know, a 50 50, you wouldn't you wouldn't fly an airplane. That was a 50 percent chance you're going to crash before you get there. Right. So so same thing with marriage. We want to make your marriage foolproof. Amen. We, we I want to get some truth in you that will help you make your marriage foolproof. And I'm going to give you a little bit of um, the keys that we're going to that I'm going to minister on for the next five weeks. And the first key to um, foolproofing your marriage is um, seek God. We need to seek God. In other words, we need to put God first place. Amen. Well, that's a great amen coming out from the crowd. It's like a dead silence out there, man. That went over like a lead balloon. But anyway, uh, we, the, the next key, next week, I'm going to be talking about fighting fair. That you don't hit below the belt, in other words. In other words, you know, you know the fighters, you know, boxers, you know, they have rules. And, and you know, there, there's rules in, in love and war, and, and, and you need to fight fair. And I'm going to be talking about, you know, because we're all going to have conflicts, but the Bible has a lot to say about conflicts. And conflict is, isn't a bad word. 
I mean, if there's a conflict, that means that there might be some truth that might need to be revealed and, and some correction that might need to be implemented. So, so, God, so God says a lot in the Bible. His word says a lot about conflict. Amen. So next week we're going to be talking about fighting fair. And uh, maybe we'll have one of those suits and we have two, two. No, I'm kidding. But two married couples that don't like each other. Amen. Fighting in those big suits, you know. Okay. And um, the third week is stay pure. You've got to stay pure in your relationship. The enemy is always trying to get us to look at, you know, the grass is not always greener on the other side. And if it is greener, you still got to mow it. Are you hearing what I say today? And the enemy will always try to get you to think, oh, this is this with this, this, the secretary at work that's telling you how good looking you are, you know, that she's paying attention to you, you know, that she, you know, listen, you know, that's just a fantasy world. Amen. And you got to get out of that fantasy world. Amen. Get the ego out of your life because ego stands for edging God out. So you got to get the ego out. Amen. Get some humility in your life. Amen. And so we're talking about staying pure. And then the fourth week is have fun. You don't want to miss that one. Amen. So we're going to talk about that, that, you know, you can have some fun in your marriage. Hallelujah. Well, we got ladies saying, yeah. Well, you know, the, the men, the, okay, I can say, the, the ladies are thinking, have fun, go shopping. The men are thinking, have fun, let's have sex twice a day and three times on Sunday. Amen. So that's, that's the men. The women aren't thinking like that. They're thinking, okay, good bills, uh, a nice outfit, vacation, Hawaii. Are you hearing what I say today? Men and women think a little differently. You know, that's why you should. Well, I'll talk about that uh, on the uh, uh, have fun. I have some good ideas of having fun. But anyway, that's going to PG-13. So just a little disclaimer there. So if you have kids, they're going to be in the children's church anyway. And then the fifth key is never give up. Okay, now, now, now help me with this. And let's go over these keys because I want these keys to be embedded in you. Now, let's say this. Seek God. Fight fair, stay pure, have fun, and never give up. Amen. So the, the key principle um, that I want to go with in seeking God is, is, a, is a scripture that Jesus talks about, and that's in Matthew 6.33. And it basically says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. And I want to say this, that a lot of times, you know, as a single person, because I'm, I'm talking to singles and married people today, as a single person, you, you kind of, we get this idea that we need to find the one. We need to find the one that's going to complete us. We, we, we're going to find our, have you ever heard, our soulmate? Have you ever heard that? You know, there's no such thing. <laughs> uh, you know, in, in other words, you know, I understand what you're saying. And there is a, you know, a spouse that God has for you. I understand that. But listen, your, your spouse was never meant to complete you. Amen. Amen. Amen on that. Anybody been married for more than six months can tell you that. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I mean, the first week, maybe the honeymoon stage. Yeah. Woo, yeah. You know. And then everything starts changing, guys, right? But anyway, uh, you can clean that house up, you know. But anyway, 
And so, and so what I was saying, we get this idea that if we have this, uh, the person in our life, they're the one. And so I want to, you know, that's the world's philosophy. You ever watch, you know, movies and the romance movies? It's always about the girl. My, my wife loves those romance movies. She always can pick it out and who's going to be. Uh, and I, I, I just want to see the fight scenes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, I want the guy fighting and killing people and doing all that. And, but it's always that romance has to be in it somewhere to make it a real good movie. Isn't that right, ladies? And, and so you guys got to have that relationship going on. Amen. And so. And so, really, but the relationship, really, the key relationship that we need to really be focused on as believers, we need to be focused on our relationship with God. Because there's no one person that's going to fulfill your needs. I don't, it doesn't matter how good looking they are. It doesn't matter how well built they are. It doesn't matter how well they can speak or talk. It doesn't matter, you know, because you can have all that. But if you're trying to pull too much from your other partner, trying to get something that your partner can't give you, that only God can give you, then you're going to be highly disappointed. See, a lot of times we get in relationships and and we we get this idea of, well, this is what they do. They can really cook and they do this. It's all about what they can do for you. A lot of times, man, they're great cooks, man, or, or, you know, she can really do this, or he can really do that, or he can really do this, and, and, and we're focusing on their attributes and what they can really do for you, but really marriage and our relationships is not about what, they, what the other person can do for you, it's really what you can do for the other person. It's really, you know, the marriage made in heaven is two people trying to outdo themselves, one another, in blessing one another. When you get to that point where you're unselfish and you're trying to walk in love and trying to outdo each other, that becomes a marriage made in heaven. But unfortunately, selfishness always creeps in. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So we, we, have, to, we have to understand this, that um, we need to be... Focus on Jesus. Focus on our relationship. Now, for the single people out here, uh, I want you to get this thought in your mind. I will seek the one while preparing for my two. So I'm going to say this. We, we, we think about this is that, that if we have our one, really, your marriage partner, it should not be your one. It should be God. Amen. Your marriage partner is your two. God is your one. Amen. In other words, God has to have a have a, have a right perspective in your in your thinking and in your heart. In other words, you can you can make an idol out of anything. You can make an idol out of your spouse. You can make an idol out of your pastor. You can make you can make you can put your pet, in other words, you can put your spouse on a pedestal. You can put your your, your job on a pedestal. You can you can put things on uh, above God. And back to Matthew 6, it doesn't say, you know, love your spouse with all your heart, soul, mind and strength. It says love God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength. Amen. Now, we're supposed to love, you know, our spouse. You know, Jesus said, love your spouse as, as he loved the church. He was talking to the men. Love your wives as he loved the church and gave his life for the church. And it says that women or, or ladies honor your, 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 your husbands. But I understand that. But really, God is number one. Your spouse is number two. And I'm not, I'm, and, and it, 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 you know, I'm not saying she's number two as in, go, 
Okay, well, do you know what I'm talking about? In other words, um, help me out here, Lord. Uh, in other words, in other words, and sometimes we can put our spouse on the bottom. A lot of times we can put God on the bottom, but a lot of times when we get married, they could be, you know, listen, man, I, man, I used to give my wife a flower every month, an anniversary on our, um, when I, the first year that we got married, I would bring a rose to her, to her work and, you know, in front of all her friends, you know, I was bringing a rose in every month. And, you know, after that year, it was done. <laughs> too expensive, cost too much money, cost money and gas. We've got to live. But I was bringing that rose. And she started, she started saying, you don't send me flowers. You don't write me love songs. You know, I wish I could sing, you know. So, but I used to bring that flower faithfully, you know, that rose from 7-Eleven. You know what I'm talking about. Then I started thinking about the fake rose. We just, just, just replant, just give the same fake rose every month. No, but it was that living rose. Amen. And, uh, amen. I'm telling you, I really appreciate my wife because, you know, I, I, I went through a divorce. And somebody said, oh, somebody said, oh, man. Yeah, you know, there's life after divorce. Amen. And thank God for that. But I went through a divorce and I, and I learned some things through my first marriage and, uh, you know, a lot of times, and this will get probably next week in Fighting Fair, that if you don't fight, that could be a problem, too. <laughs> Why? Because your spouse could have just turned off. They're not talking. And they're, and they're keeping everything on the inside. And pretty soon, they're just, they're about ready to take off. You hear what I'm saying, Jay? So it's good to have healthy communication. Amen. It's good to it's good to have some healthy communication. It's good to have some conflict. Amen. And so and so, you know, with, with, so I went through a divorce. So I understand that. But there is life after divorce. Praise God. And, you know, even though and there's there's things in the Bible that talks about Jesus said, if your spouse leaves you, you know, and all this. So there's there's you know, you can be remarried again. Amen. In spite of what some theologians might say, and they take the scriptures out of context. But Paul says, if a spouse decides to leave, then you're not held responsible. Amen? And so, but thank God, after 15 years, God brought yin into my life. And, you know, it's interesting to me, some of you singles out here, you're believing for God. To, how many singles are believing for God for, for a spouse in here? Do I have, well, good, I got some. Okay, raise your hands high so you can look around. Amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. You can name the firstborn David. Amen. Okay. If it's a boy. But anyway, Davida if it's a girl. But anyway, um Hallelujah. But, but <laughs> I got to get through this message. Amen. I, you know, I always hate preaching relationship messages. I'd rather preach war messages. You know what I'm talking about? But, uh, but again, we can't get out of relationships. Amen? So, so. <laughs> okay, let me get through this. Okay. Um, so, anyway. Uh, why, and to married people, we need to uh, seek the one with our two. Amen? In other words, we need to see, continue to seek God with our spouse. And a lot of times, our relationship with God is separate. And really, you need to try to bring your relationship together with your spouse. 
And I'm going to give you some keys this morning that will help you uh, uh, marriage-proof uh, your relationship. Amen? And uh, help you get, you know, beat the odds. Amen? And um, Harvard did a, a study. Harvard Business School did a study uh, just to find out, you know, uh, they did a study on marriages, and especially on the ones that were doing well and that were sticking together. And they found that, you know, a couple keys, which are biblical keys, that kept the marriages strong and healthy. And one of the uh, spiritual keys is that the, that, that the couples prayed together on a regular basis. And so I'm going to say this. I know, I know some of the women are going, yeah, man, yeah, my, my husband going to start praying, you know. Because a lot of times, in, in, even in families, sometimes the, the lady is more, seems to be more spiritually geared than the man. Is that, is that right at times? Not all the time, but at times. And, uh, but, you know, but you can pray, you know, together, you know, maybe over the meal and, and all that. And I'm going to say this, that, listen, the devil knows united we stand, divided we fall. There is a principle of unity in the Bible. And there's power in unity. And the Bible actually says um, a threefold cord is not easily broken. And I like to put that in with the relationships that we have. You, you've heard of that, that knot, that, that, the love knot. That's considered, like, I wish I had a knot up here. But that's considered like the threefold cord. The threefold cord is you, you know, your spouse, and God. You, your spouse, and God. And listen, there might be some things that you don't agree with your spouse on, but find some things that you do agree with your spouse on. In other words, you know, in other words, get some goals together. Maybe you and your spouse would like to have a house. Well, get on it. Get, get in prayer about that. Maybe you and your spouse are believing for, you know, more finances coming. Find some 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 areas that you can agree on in prayer. Put a vision poster. Get in agreement. Because what the enemy's trying to do is get us in disagreement. Amen. What the enemy's trying to do, he's trying to separate us. And united we stand, divided we fall. Yes. And really the power of a relationship is on unity. It's unity. And the enemy's trying to divide relationships because he's trying to get us not unified with each other. And I want to say unity is not conformity. Unity is not you trying to be exactly like your, your, your spouse. It's not conforming to their behaviors. Unity is coming together in like-mindedness on goals that you believe that God wants to do in your life. Amen. Amen. And so you need to get in unity and, 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 and stand in unity. And there's power. Jesus talks about this in Matthew 18, 19. I believe that's the scripture where if two or more are touching, agreeing on anything, it shall, there's power in unity. But there's also power in disunity to destroy and to separate. And the devil knows that. You know, when Jesus was casting out devils, you know, one day the Pharisee says, you're casting out devils by Bezalel, the prince of the devils. And Jesus said, you know, listen, a kingdom, if, if Satan cast out himself, his kingdom would fall. In other words, Satan's not casting himself out. In other words, you know, a kingdom divided, Jesus said, will, will not last. 
And so the enemy is constantly trying to get us divided and try to get us not in sync with one another. And there's power in, in getting in unity. You know, the Bible talks about this in Psalms 133. It talks about Aaron and his beard and the oil of the Holy Spirit. And when you're in unity, there's the commanded blessing on your relationship. How can two walk together unless there are in agreement? So, so get, find something you can get in agreement about. Amen. Find something that you can agree with your spouse about. Find something and then start believing God and start moving towards those goals or the areas that, that you're believing God for. You know, prosperity, health, the children being blessed and healthy and whole. And, and you know, find something that you can agree on and start agreeing on. Don't focus on what you don't agree on. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Focus on what you do agree on and you will see power coming in to your relationship. Amen. Amen. And so that's what we have to do. And so listen, when when you know it needs to be, I like to say the love triangle and you say, well, that's another person in the relationship. Jesus. Amen. In other words, you got you got the man, you got the woman, and you have Jesus. And if both the man and the woman is focused on pleasing Jesus, amen, pleasing God, then then the selfishness is removed out of that relationship. And then they're 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 believing and they're they're serving God and they want to please God, then they they end up, you know, um Pleasing each other. Amen. And so listen, prayer is the key. You know, in James, it talks about confessing your sins uh, to one another and praying for one another that you may be healed. And so prayer is powerful. And you need it. We need to start praying for our spouses. If they got an issue, pray for them. Don't be telling everybody that oh, my, you don't know, my dirty dog husband's been doing lately. That dirty dog, keeping that seat up, you know, not putting it that dirty dog, you know. No, listen, pray for them. Pray. We need to pray, be praying for our spouses. I pray the Ephesian prayers that God will open their eyes to truth over my spouse. I pray that God will reveal truth to them. Amen. I mean, if they're doing a lot of things that are double dumb, pray for them. Oh, amen. That's going over big. Listen, listen, you may feel like you're married to the enemy. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Hey, living with the enemy. I think there was a movie called that. Living with the enemy. You know, that guy that was very. Anybody know what I'm talking about here? And you may feel like you're living with the enemy. But, you know, that enemy could be in you. And you don't even you're not even aware of it. In other words, there's areas in your life that God wants to straighten out and your spouse is the sandpaper to straighten it out. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? There might be an area in your life that you, you know, Joyce Myers was praying one day to God and said, God, my, my, my husband's not acting right. And finally the Lord said, it's not your husband. <laughs> what? She said, what? It's, it, you, let me tell you, let me give you a list of your issues. What? I'm Mrs. Perfect. Uh, think again. And Joyce Meyer says she cried for a week when God revealed truth. But you got to be willing to receive some truth. Amen. See, a lot of people aren't willing to receive truth. 
And even if you have truth for your spouse, if they're not ready to receive it, forget about it. As they say in New York, forget about it. God has shown me this is your issue. Forget about it. They're not going to take it. You're trying to shove it down their throat. You could do it a little easier by writing them a poem. Are you you hearing what I'm saying today? In other words, in love. Amen. I know know this is helping somebody out here. Harvard also did a study and they found that, that... that people that, that studied the Bible together, the Word of God. In other words, they talked about the Word of God. In other words, don't let the Word of God be your own personal revelation and it's just for you. No, when God reveals some truth and maybe some truth about you, especially about you, reveal it to your spouse. I tell, I tell, you, I tell you guys all the time when God starts revealing to me how stupid I am. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, I'm double dumb, man. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? I let people know. Yeah, I did that, man. Yeah, I really, you know, I drank coffee twice in my 21-day fast, man. Confess your faults one to another. Are you hear what I say? Why? Because I'm only human, born to make mistakes. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? Hallelujah. And I was only human too, right? But anyway, that's a song. That's a secular song. Just work with me this morning. Amen. So anyway, number two, we, you, you want to be able to talk about the scriptures, the word of God, you know, with each other, you know, build each other up. And you know what that does? Prayer will do this, too. But doing that, it will build intimacy with your spouse and it will build intimacy with your heavenly father. So when you're talking about the word of God and what God is revealing to you, intimacy is being built with God and with your, uh, with your Heavenly Father and with your spouse. Amen? The worst thing I do when I give you know, a revelation I get, sometimes it's off, she looks at me like, I don't get it. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you another revelation. I'm out of here. <laughs> not all revelations from God, guys. Maybe your spouse is there to just keep you kind of grounded. Because you might be out, Woo! Man, I believe God wants me to go to Pluto. You know what I'm saying? Amen. So you have people in your life to keep you grounded. Is this helping anybody today? I'm not looking at a bunch of meatheads today, am I? Carnal. Carnal person is a person that's, that's carnally minded. The Bible says is, oh, I won't go there. But anyway, number, number three, so we can talk about, try to get some prayer in your life. Try to maybe discuss the word of God in your life. Amen. And, um... Um, and so when you do that, you'll see God move in your life. Amen. And so, and so we need to get these, these things working in our life. And, and when we're getting these things working, then, then God can see, you've got to have God's grace. I'm I'm telling you, in any relationship, if it's with a boss at work, if it's with co-workers that you're dealing with that are honorary, you've got to have God's grace. Listen, prayer is the key. Doesn't the Bible even say pray for those that despitefully use you? Pray for your spouse. (laughs) Are you hearing what I say? Prayer will work in every situation. And you start praying God's blessings, walking in love, and all this, it will change your spouse. God, you're not going to be able to change your spouse, but God can change your spouse. But the main person that needs to be changed is us. Are you hear what I'm saying? I've got to close this down, but, you know, the Jesus, 
went through a, a town and, uh, and he went to a well. And at that well, it's the, it's the story of the lady at the well. Right. And he says, to the lady, give me a drink of water. She said, and she talks about what are you, a Jew asking me for water? You remember that story? And then did Jesus revealed to her, her and they started talking about worship. Remember that? Jesus talked about, I'll give you living water where you thirst no more. And, and she said, give me some of that water. He said, go get your husband, bring him back, and I'll get you that water. And she said, I don't have a husband. He said, you're right. You don't have one. The one you're with is not your husband. You had five husbands. The one you're with is not your husband. In other words, this lady that was at the well was trying to you know, get her thrill on Manila Hill with all the five guys. It wasn't working. In other words, she was trying to get her love in all the wrong places. She was trying to get her love out of a person. And Jesus said, you don't need to get your love out of the person. You need to get your love out of God. And God's love will never fail you. God's love will never disappoint you. God's love will never leave you dry. God's love will fill your thirst. And we got to get God's love in us. And when we start walking in the God kind of love, man, it's going to be easy for us to love the unlovely, our spouse. It will be easy to love the unlovely, our coworker. It will be easy. Are you hearing what I'm saying? They, our spouses aren't always lovely all the time. But when you get the love of God in you, you'll be able to walk through that person that's yelling and screaming at you, and you'll walk by without even thinking about it. Jesus, they couldn't kill Jesus because he had so much love in him. He preached a message, and the Pharisees wanted to throw him off the cliff, and he had so much love. The Bible says he just walked right through the crowd while they gritted their teeth. Love covers a multitude of sins, mainly ours. When we start pointing our finger and looking at that, when we point our finger at that person and say, oh, my spouse does this, and my spouse does that, and my spouse does this, three fingers are pointing back at you. We need to look. We don't be so focused on the telephone telephone pole in your spouse's eye. Be more focused on the speck that's or the, the speck that's in your spouse's eye. Be more focused on the telephone pole in your eye. In other words, judge not, lest you be judged. And we're all coming. Listen, when you get together as a married couple, you have different ideas, different situations. You guys are don't you don't want to marry somebody like, just like you. You'll be murdered. That, man, you'd murder that person in a week. <laughs> Tell me that. Man, I just need to marry somebody like me. No, you need somebody a little different than you. Amen. If I married somebody like me, I, man, I'd, we'd be talking. We wouldn't, nobody would be listening. <laughs> I'm a talker. My wife listens, and sometimes she's like, I've got to get some work done. <laughs> Quit your talking, you know. Are you hearing what I'm saying? My, my wife's a practical woman. Practical. Let's get to work. I said, let's just talk about it for another three hours. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Is this helping anybody today? Glory to God. Amen. So there, I'm going to say this. There is hope. There is hope. For you ladies, there's hope for you gentlemen, there's hope for the single person. Listen, let, let me just get, man, I got to shut this down. Listen, if you're single, you're believing for a spouse, get your faith in the now. What does that mean, Pastor? Believe that you already have it when you pray. 
That is a key when you speak to the mountain, amen? When you speak and you're believing, that means that you're, you're, you're trying to get something out of the way. But when you're calling your spouse in, you know, get some scriptures like I did. And, and you know, it's not good for man to be alone. Glory to God. You know why men can't understand women? Because they were asleep when God made them. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? <laughs> and, and so get, so get some scriptures, start believing, and put your faith in now and say, thank God that I'm married by faith. And I'm telling you, when I did that, after 15 years of just believing someday, some way, some, I was going to get a spouse, God brought uh, Yin in my life within three months. And, she, and I didn't have to work hard for her to like me. She just liked me. Are you hear what I'm saying? I didn't have to work it. I like that. I didn't have to work so hard to spin a lot of plates to make sure she, she likes me. I mean, I, you know, we went out. We, man, I got to go. But, you know, our first dinner date was at Chick-fil-A. And she was okay with it. He didn't take me out to a five-star restaurant. No, it was just, it was just a casual thing. It was that nice. Hey, you want to just run, get, grab something to eat, you know, and be casual. You know, I wasn't trying to impress. And she, and she didn't look down. Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Gold digger. Are you, what, are you hear what I'm saying to you today? I dated some women. Oh, my they, he turned me to Golden Corral. <laughs> well, baby. <laughs> All right, we've got to close this thing down. Did you get something out of this? <laughs> So, <laughs> they got good food, amen? I, can I tell you one? I tried to take this one person out to Golden Corral, and, and they, they were very uh, um, diplomatic in what they say. Oh, yeah, the, it's always too much food, and plus it's not always fresh, and I always overeat, you know? So, that was a diplomatic way to say, I hate buffets, Amen. <laughs> Amen. Did you get something out of it tonight? Or this morning? Amen. I feel like it's that night. Amen. Glory to God. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, we honor you today and we thank you for your goodness, for your mercy. And Father, I just know, Lord, the number one relationship that we need to invest in is the relationship with you, Heavenly Father. Father, you're the one that can give us the living water where we thirst no more. And I thank you, Father God, that you are the one that can fulfill everything that we need. And you are the one that makes us whole. And perhaps you're here today and you know that you haven't been putting God as number one in your life. Maybe you're sitting here in the audience. Maybe you're watching online this morning. And you know you need to make that commitment. You need to put God back on top. Is there anybody out here that hasn't that, that has kind of let God slip and put him maybe third or fourth? Raise your hand if you're ready to make him number one in your life. I see that hand. I see, I see that hand. Amen. I see those hands. Amen. Praise God. I want you to pray this prayer after me and mean in your heart. Because, see, God wants to have such a loving relationship with you that you're walking in his kingdom benefits. And that's peace and joy every day of your life. So just say this after me and mean it in your heart. And as you're watching the line, say this after me. Just say, Dear God, I believe, Jesus, you went to the cross for my sins. You were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I receive you as my Savior and as my Lord. 
And I'm putting you first place from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.